security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country, as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. If you want global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines, vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Listening to Mutiny Radio, dot FM in dot SF, and I am excited for a phone call that I will be receiving momentarily from performance artist Meraki Fire. I hope that I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, I'm not sure which name to use. She's Nikki McPeak, but I believe her performance artist name is Meraki Fire, and I'm going to call her that. So she's calling us out of Missouri, excited about that, and uh, she's a poet and a performance artist, and I'm excited to interview her and talk to her uh, about what she's doing, her projects coming up, what's happening in the future for her, and she's in the Midwest, so that's got to be interesting during these crazy COVID times as an artist out there. Uh, she's also a fire spinner, which I'm very excited about talking about with her. I've been to Burning Man a couple times and I've always been vastly intrigued by those who play with fire. I like cooking, so I like fire a lot in controlled situations. And I learned how to do the fire spinning, the poi stuff uh, with tennis balls. We put tennis balls on little uh, chain things. We got an old jump rope and jury rigged it up and then we had tennis balls on little strings and we put streamers on them and we'd flippity flip them around and it was a lot of fun in my backyard but I've never lit them on fire because I'm not that brave so I'm excited to talk to her about that she should be calling momentarily until then let's listen to some fleeting trance they're a local band here Say, oh my God, I'm just like you. But you don't even know what you're going through. And you don't even know what I'm about to do. Still, you say, oh my God, I'm just I like you. I can't go no, softly. I don't want to see 
Someone said, guys, we're hitting on
Jimmy went sailing on the ocean blue Left his friends to be with you Left a good job in the city too Lips stuck to your ass like crazy Stuck to your ass like crazy glue You left to sing and come home Jimmy come home You left to sing and come home Jimmy come Crazy kids try to pull him down 
Back is tired and his feet are through. All right. Hi. Hi. Hi, Meraki Fire on the line. Hey, Pam. How's it going? It's going great. So, is that how you pronounce it, Meraki Fire? That is exactly how you pronounce it. Awesome. What exactly does that mean? Um, Meraki is, um, something, um, it's basically like your, like how you describe something that you do with your soul, creativity, or love. It's like when you put something of yourself in what you're doing, whatever that may be. Wow. It, where is the, uh, etymological basis of the word? What, what, what language is it from? It sounds, is it Native American in some way or is it? Meraki. I mean, it's- no, that's a really good question. I'm glad you asked it. It actually is derived from Greek. Oh, um, it was um, the modern Greeks often use it when they were describing when someone was like in their flow state or they were putting all their love and creativity into something, you wow. know, like whether you're like cooking or spinning fire or writing poetry or if you're into photography, whatever it is that you're that you do that you put yourself into. That's your Meraki. Yes, that's my Meraki, and that's what I say. You know, my art is my Meraki as part of expression of who I am. And you're a fire spinner. You're a poi dancer. Yes. That's amazing. I've been to Burning Man a couple times, and I've rudimentary learned how to do it with tennis balls on, like, shoelaces. (laughs) But I've (laughs) I've never lit anything on fire because it's so brave. It's so brave. Like, I mean it's a choreography and you know what you're doing and there's physics involved and it's amazing. But how often do you get burned? (laughs) That's an awesome question. Um, Honestly, I'm going to knock on wood here because I don't want to jinx myself. I have been very fortunate to have been safe enough to never been burned. Like um, from spinning the fire. I've had friends that's caught their dreads on fire before. I've had friends that have been doing fire breathing and had mishaps and it shot back in their face and they experienced burns on their face. But in the flow community, we are very, very heavily strong on enforcing safety first um, and making sure that, you know, you have a safety there with you, someone to spot you that you're using a fire blanket, right, that you're lighting up and following procedure, making sure that also the people that are around you are safe, uh, right, but- making sure your props are secure, you know, so there's a lot involved in keeping it safe, but connecting with the element itself 
it's such an amazing feeling. It's so cool. And you said the flow community. Can you describe, is that an acronym for something or is that what fire spinners call themselves or what's the flow community? Yeah, I definitely want to give you more information on the flow community. So anybody that's really into flow arts, whether you're spinning fire or if you work with a prop that like, you know, like a hula hoop that doesn't necessarily always need to be lit on fire. Um, poi, there's poi that you don't light up like, right, like you started with the tennis balls. Yeah. So anybody that's manipulating a, a prop, doing skill toys or skill flow it's like we kind of consider it like a flow artist right okay. we get ourselves in a state of flow where we can kind of escape and meditate while we um, manipulate our prop and we have a community where we all come together we share our tips and tricks on how to do things like tutorials um, we have a community like we support each other um, with like supporting each other through um, expressing our art through our videos and stuff, right? Like hooking up yeah. through Instagram, things like that. We really kind of stay together as a community. We're all about accepting each other, right? Cool. And giving someone a place, a platform to share their art and express themselves without being judged. Wow. So are you part of the Rainbow family as well? Oh, of course. I'm definitely a part of supporting um the rights of others. I think it's always a free choice and nobody should ever be judged for their personal choices that they make. All right. right? I'm all about being kind and accepting and spreading life, uh, spreading love and kindness but because there's not enough of it in this world. But you're from Missouri and Ohio. You're changing my mind about the Midwest right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. People are actually people. It's not just the place. Wow. Um, so tell, give us a little background. So you're a fire spinner. You're also a poet. And I read in your bio, it's to, to connect with your son who was born prematurely. Is that something that you, I mean, I, I actually tell in your poetry that that's something that is deeply moving and that you're sharing. Um, do, you're, does, is your child unable to speak? Yeah, my son is nonverbal, technically considered nonverbal. We've gotten him to obviously a better place we've been working with him. And he does say some things, but technically he's considered nonverbal. He's unable to express to me um, how his soul feels, you know, what's going on in his heart, what's going on in his mind. And honestly, as a parent, that is such a hard pill to swallow because it's really difficult to find out, like, why, where is he sick at? What's making him feel bad? Right. Is he physically sick? Is he mentally not feeling well? You know, and it makes it harder as a parent to support your child yeah. when they're in situations like that. And it can be very painful and frustrating, not just for me, but for him, too, to not be able to have that expression and have people understand him. And a lot of the poetry that I do write comes from personal experiences and things that I go through life. And it helps me stay connected to it and, and to that person. You have such a positive mental attitude, and it seems like uh, you have a lot of you have a lot of struggle happening, and yet you're able to like stay grounded and and artistic and and see the beauty in things. So I'm like really impressed with that because I mean people often t I'm sure take it the other direction but you're you just don't seem like a very woe is me kind of person and it's I mean I admire your struggle so I'd love to see your fire art where what is your 
like you have an Instagram that you want to share with people. You have a website. Oh, you said your new website's going to be live in 48 hours. So that's exciting. People can check out yes. your website and see see you do your art. Yes, absolutely excited about that. MerakiFire111.com. And you can also find me on Instagram, um, Instagram.com slash MerakiFire. And um, yes, where you can see more of my fire spinning and more of my art and poetry. So you're you're a visual artist as well. Yes, um, definitely like to um, explore with photography, especially with um, doing different um, photography of the different flow props. I have this sun wheel. It's my one of my newer props. It's um, really cool. It's UV reflective under black light, and it's not a prop that's being made a whole lot. It's um, based upon the Sith Chakra, or however you say it. I think I probably pronounced it wrong. I'm really bad at pronouncing things sometimes. But it's a really, really awesome flow prop. It's very unusual. It photographs really well. It's visually appealing. And a um, flow prop um, very well very does a real job at making flow props. He's a flow prop maker. His name is Christopher Bailey. And you can also find him on Facebook. And it is the cover photo on the homepage on the website. Awesome. And that's the um, visual, the, it's really visually appealing, the, the um, sun wheel. So and I like doing the LED and stuff too. It's really nice to, um, when you take the um, slow motion photography, Right, and you can kind of paint with it, kind of the same way you can do it with the fire too. I have it's more flow some art. pictures it's like, of that. It's like you're yeah. melding flow art into photography. That's really cool. That you're, it's and like then, you have this connection with the universe that you're tapping into, like a river, and you're going with it. And it take. Do you do you do your poetry while you're doing your flow, uh, physical flow art uh, with the fire, or is that you keep them separate? They're just. Because it seems like the photography the, and the flow art seem to go together. I just didn't know if you could branch all three. I'm really glad that you brought that up because honestly, Pam, I think all of the art is interconnected because it's all a part of me. Mm -hmm. So I'm constantly trying to find ways to always incorporate, like, you know, like with different props, like some of them are very interchangeable. And the moves that you can do, and you can like go from one to another. And a lot of times when I am flowing, I'm thinking about the things that I'm going through. Mm -hmm. And I am putting those words in my head. And I will come in sometimes after being out there with the music and the flow and outside there in the dark. And I'll come inside and put it down on paper. Because yeah. that's how I express my feelings. That's how I get it out, you know. Right. Yeah, well, it seems like you, you're doing an ephemeral, ephemeral art with with the with the movement and then you're creating you know physical art in the form of photography i mean digital obviously and then also physical and then with the writing so it's like there's an impermanence and you draw it into the permanent world and that's really rad meraki fire killing it uh what else do you want to uh, tell the listening audience what else are you, you you have your website that's coming out do you have any other um, I mean, shows upcoming. What does that even mean? COVID is so crazy. Like, and during and, and, yeah, it, you know, <laughs> COVID has definitely put a damper on things. But it's awesome because we are all getting very creative and finding ways to work around this challenge, yeah. which I like. And there has already been a movement of um, 
for in the EDM community, you know, like raves and stuff like that, where they are having drive-in raves. No, All right, so you, you drive in into the raves. <laughs> yeah. You so just... we're going old school, like back to the drive-in days, and it's awesome. I love it. And you dance in your car. You can. Why not? Why not? <laughs> it's car dancing. Oh, it's just upper body. Oh, what? Oh, that's amazing. Well, it's adapt. I mean, that's what humans do. We adapt. I mean, that's what we're supposed to do. Right. That's that's how we've always done. Is we either you adapt or you die, or not die is the wrong word, but you adopt after you stay, or you're left behind. So we have to move with the flow into the future, and uh, that's right. And if I had any advice to give anybody, is to find what the, something that you love to do, all right, and enjoy it, and as, explore the flow state, and find the balance for yourself in the universe. Yeah. Oh, Meraki Fire, what a pleasure it has been uh, to speak with you. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your weekend. And thank you so much for your for your time and for your art. I can't wait to check out your website, Meraki Fire 111. At hey, thanks, Pam. Thanks, everyone. All you right. have an awesome day. Okay, you too. Thanks so much. Bye. Thanks. Bye. That was Meraki Fire, everybody. All right. Hey, thanks. Thanks for calling in. This is Mutiny Radio. And uh, and we'll, we're going to play some more music. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. 
This is the morning train on mutinyradio.fm in .sf, and I am your sole driver, J.D. Buell. That was Curtis Mayfield talking about hard times, a re-recording of that selection written for the album There's No Place Like America Today in 1975. That was re-recorded for inclusion on the compilation named Of All Time, which was released in 1990. Curtis Mayfield. Before that, on tenor saxophone, Frank Lowe from the album named Decision in Paradise. 
Frank Lowe there with Don Cherry, pocket trumpet, Grachon Moncour III on trombone, Jerry Allen piano, Charnette Moffat bass, and Charles Moffat on drums. The song was You Dig, Frank Lowe. Let's continue now with another selection from a CD I shared with you a few weeks ago by Da Cruz. Vestida de amor, 
Just don't want to be lonely. That's the voice of Frankie Paul. And the track is Don't Want to Be. That is from a compilation named Strictly Underground, Reggae's Next Generation. Various tracks recorded in the early to mid-1990s. This album was released in 1996. Frankie Paul and Don't Want to Be. Before that... Da Cruz, the band named for vocalist Mariana Da Cruz. The album is named Sistema Subversiva, and the track we heard there was Vestida de Amor, Da Cruz. Now, as the morning train continues, we're going to go back again to new music 2016 this is the album leaf
Brothers and sisters, just be thankful for what you've got, as little or as much as that may feel like. Be thankful for what you got was by Massive Attack. That is from the first album released in 1991, Blue Lines. Massive Attack was preceded by a track from the album, This Is For The White Of Your Eyes by Choir of Young Believers, and that was released in 2009. That track was Why Must It Always Be This Way. Before that, from 2016, Bonivar, and the album was named 22 A Million, Bonivar's album of last year, and we heard 33 God. And before 33 God by Bonnie Varr, we heard a track from the album Between Waves, also a 2016 release. The album Leaf is the artist, and Never Far was the song. I'm never far from you. Well, it's true that mutinyradio.fm is never far from you, and if you live here in San Francisco, we are quite near. So I would like to remind you to come on down here for the... 42nd annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, the first week of March, March 1 through 5. It's a great way to support the station and come to live events. Tickets are only $10. And you can support the station by continuing to listen to the morning train with your friend J.D. Buell. I appreciate it. Please share with Others, let's get a bit of rockin' now with Rocket from the Tombs.
Richard Lloyd, former member of television. That is from his album Real Time, believe it or not, recorded live at CBGB. And the track we heard was Pleading, Pleading with Richard Lloyd. Before that, Richard Lloyd as a member of Rocket from the Tombs, their 2011 album Barfly, and we heard the song Anna. We're going to move on now to the sounds of Gillian Welch. Mm-hmm. 
I stop dreaming, that's when I stop loving you. The Leuven Brothers song there, done by the Hayden triplets, that's Charlie Hayden's daughters Tanya, Rachel, and Petra. The Hayden triplets album was released in 2014, When I Stop Dreaming. Before that, from 2011, the album by Gillian Welch named The Harrow and the Harvest, we heard The Way It Will Be. And the way it will be from here on out is that on the, music, on the morning train, we're going to move through a couple more sets before it's time to wrap it up for Brother Roman and the Weekly Report. So we'll get back to some more music here right after this. No, they don't bite. And, uh, and well, <laughs> but then, as you know, chinchillas, or, or mutated chinchillas like these, the blue mutants, we call them. Is that because of their peculiar uh, coloration, Brad, that makes them so rare? Uh, no, they were first crossbred or introduced, as we say, by Alistair Blue, a munitions, ex a mutations expert, 
who's been into the raising of these little sweethearts. Oh, oh, careful there. Is he getting, is he getting away? Uh, that's all right. We get a lot more of them, and they do that, and that's part of the fun of raising them. And they're very clean, clean animals. I wanted to ask about that. They're very clean. And if they do mess, as we refer to it, they'll do it in their little cages, and it doesn't make any difference. And they dig a little hole for it. <laughs> Is that uh, what this one's doing here? Can we can we get a close-up no. of that? No, no. No, this one's just trying to get away. Uh, that, that's his mate over there. That's the one they're trying to catch. Well, look at that. They just caught it. Uh, oh, that's... Our floor manager just told me they stepped uh, on that, it. Oh, that's a... That's a female. That's a squirrel, as we say. Those bright colors around the snout. Nose rings, we call them. They differentiate between them. And, of course, you just cover them up with this nair guard, and they won't breed. They can't breathe? No, 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 they can't breed. <laughs> There's one crawling up my leg. But uh, seriously, Brad, Ken, we want them to breed as much as possible, and this guard is only used, of course, when you're away on vacation, you know, and it becomes inconvenient ah. for them to... <laughs> Uh, uh, Brad, now how could we? Let's go over to that demonstration. Oh, sure. Go. Well, I'm going to show you how absolutely trouble-free these little animals are. Back here. <laughs> if you have kids like I know I have, you'll want to watch this very carefully. Now, uh, we got a big close-up right there of the little. <laughs> if it just stays still here. Yep. <laughs> now I'm I'm going to put out this lighted cigarette on this chinchilla now. <laughs> there. Now you see you can see I'm just letting it burn there. It doesn't harm the coat at all. Oh, that's a that's amazing. Yeah, it certainly is. Well, how's how's it's still smoking there? Yes. Uh -huh. Well, how's how is this uh, how is this possible, Ken? Well, Brad, this chinchilla is entirely synthetic. That's that's fantastic. And with these little fellas raised in your spare time in the playhouse or the garage or the slaves' quarters, you'll be making hay while the sun shines and at midnight too with mutant well, blue. Thank you, thank you, Brad. And you two little, what's his name? Doesn't have a name. They're all his name. Oh well, thank you. Just a moment, we'll tell you the numbers to call. Girl, 
out seven, eight, and nine. But now she's gone, and I don't work, cause I'm sitting on top of the so hard but now she's gone and I don't worry cause I'm sitting on top of the world sitting on top of the world she's gone but I don't worry neither does Vassar Clements and his many friends who contributed to the album Hillbilly Jazz which came out in the 1970s. David Bromberg, Vassar Clements, DJ Fontana, many others given us a nice country swing version of Sitting on Top of the World. Before that, the Firesign Theater, friends, and the Chinchilla Show, a selection from their early radio program. That is not to encourage any mistreatment of animals. After all, those chinchillas were entirely synthetic, but I don't want anyone to think that I'm advocating cruelty to animals. Just a fun little piece from the uh, probably 1969. Thank you, Firesign Theater. Thank you, Vassar and friends. Let's go now to George Jones and Melba Montgomery. <laughs> We've talked it over and over and we know 
should stay away forever, but we're lonesome each night. Yes, we stay away for a while, but we know in the end we'll invite them over again. Change the past. I wanna buy back the farm 
This is the morning train on mutinyradio.fm in .sf with J.D. Buell. Thank you for joining me today. That was New Music 2016 album Midwest Farmer's Daughter by Margot Price. And the track was The Hands of Time, Margot Price. Before that, from 1963, George Jones and Melba Montgomery with their rather sad lament, let's invite them over. <laughs> strange, strange times is uh, being in love with another couple. But those were the swinging, swinging 60s, and uh, that kind of thing was showing up more and more often in country music. George Jones and Melba Montgomery. Let's invite them over. Let's invite Grant Green now to come in and give us some groovin'. Thank you. 
guitar leading a very funky band in 1970 that is an outtake from his album alive version of hey western union man that was a gamble and huff hit written with jerry butler and we should make note of idris muhammad on the drums there grant green hey western union man well, we've got one more set to fit in here on today's ride on the morning train, so let's get to Sun House. Don't you mind fever granting in your face? Don't mind fever granting in your face? Yeah, just bear this in mind, a true friend is hard to find. Don't you mind people grinning in your face? You know your mother will talk about you, your sisters and your brothers too. Yes, don't care how you're trying to live, they'll talk about you still. Yes, but by who is in mind, a true friend is hard to find. Don't you mind people grinning? In your face, don't mind people grinning in your face. Don't mind people grinning in your face. Oh, there's bad who is in mind. A true friend is hard to find. Don't you mind people grinning in your face? You know they'll jump you up and down. They'll carry all around and around. Just as soon as your back are turned, they'll be trying to crush you down. Yes, but bear this in mind, a true friend is hard to find. Don't you mind people grinning in your face? Don't mind people grinning in your face. Don't mind people grinning in your face. Oh, Lord, just bear who is in mind. A true friend is hard to find. Don't you mind people grinning in your face.
Sha la la la, howling at the moon, also known as Sha la la, the Ramones, from Too Tough to Die, nine. 